Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about the meaning of the word hallelujah. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the word hallelujah and its significance for our relationship with God. It's been said that almost every English-speaking Christian knows how to pronounce this word, hallelujah. And the word's not originally English, and in some translations of the Bible, you'll only see the transliteration of the word one to four times in Revelation. And yet many of us recognize this word as central to our faith. It comes up in our hymns, in our prayers, in our speech so often, but some of us may not know the nuances of meaning in this word. You know, although in English we write hallelujah as one word, the Hebrew phrase that it's based on and it shows up so often in the Psalms comes from two. The first half of the word comes from the verb hillel, which means to praise. That's used hundreds of times throughout the Old Testament, and it should be no surprise. We're called to be a people of praise. But praise to what? That's the second word. Praise Yah. The second word that's emerged to form hallelujah is Yah, a shortened form of the four-letter Hebrew name for the Lord, Yahweh. And so a simple translation of hallelujah is praise the Lord. Psalms 146 through 150 all begin with this remarkable call for God's people. Psalm 146 starts out, Praise the Lord, and in the Hebrew, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes and human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Other people they're going to let us down. They'll fall short. They'll die and their plans will not mean anything any longer. But reserve your praise and your trust for God and you'll be blessed. Psalm 147 says that praising God is the most enjoyable thing we could do. Verse 1 says, hallelujah, how good it is to sing praises to our God, how pleasant and fitting to praise him. And Psalm 148 says that this isn't something that we have to wait to do. It's enjoyable, but we don't have to wait to do it. We can say hallelujah always, in all circumstances, whoever we are. No matter what is going on in life, as a part of creation, we can praise God. Psalm 148 says, hallelujah, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord for at his command they were created and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth. You great sea creatures in all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens, and he has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, 
the people close to his heart. Hallelujah. That's interesting because I can understand some of those. You know, angels, of course, uh, can praise God. Kings and princes, young men and women in verse 12, the old can praise him. But how can the wild animals, the birds, they can't say this remarkable word, hallelujah. How can they praise God? Even more strange, how can the sun or the moon or the stars praise God? What about the snow or the clouds or the trees? This psalm teaches us a powerful lesson about what it means to praise God. Praise can be with words. These psalms show us that. We can praise God with our mouths and say, hallelujah. That's true. But we can also praise God simply by being who we are designed to be. You notice the very first words of Genesis. In the beginning, God. Before anything else happened, there was God. Scripture didn't start out in the beginning, the earth was without form and void, or in the beginning before the sun and the solar system existed, or in the beginning in a land far, far away. It simply says, in the beginning, God. Many people get the impression, the mistaken impression, that the Bible is centered on us, that the Bible is geocentric. In other words, they believe the Bible is centered on the earth and mankind. But the Bible is centered on God. It's theocentric. Hebrews 1, 10 through 12 says, In the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. Everything in Scripture is built not around us, not around earth or man, but around God. We were created in the image of God to glorify him. The whole earth and everything in it was designed to bring glory and honor to the Father. Everything within creation can praise God simply by living according to its design. Our purpose in life is to praise God. That's the core of what we are designed to do. And Psalm 148 tells us that anyone And anything can praise God if they simply are acting like they were designed. Psalm 149, though, says that this word hallelujah has even more meaning for the faithful. Starting in verse 5, we read, Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Hallelujah. For the children of God, hallelujah is our sword and our shield. Our praise for God is our glory and our defense. So as Psalm 150 puts it, praise him without restraint. Hallelujah. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him for the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There you have it. Everything that has breath should say hallelujah. And the New Testament tells us why. 
Yeah, the Greek word alleluia occurs just four times in the New Testament, all at the great congregation in heaven that assembles at the wedding supper of the Lamb in Revelation 19. And there the servants of God cry out, hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. And how true are those words? Yet we can exclaim hallelujah, praise God, because he reigns. That'll do it for this episode of Ruta Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.